pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He is Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minnick. Head up to Austin. Bob Ballou from KI Television. Joined us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Lots going on with the 40 acres on the 40 acres. Bob, how's your Wednesday? Fantastic. Rodney, <laughs> Terry, just signed a, Rodney Terry just signed another five-star player. Uh, Texas Texas Volleyball is going to win a Big 12 championship tonight. Like Everything's good up here. You sure? Oh, I mean, what more do you want? Well, I, I hear I that know. I hear that Arch may or may not be looking at the portal. Quinn might be coming uh, back. Signs uh, a NIL <laughs> deal with with the lawyer Jeff Davis. Uh, I I mean, what you know? It's the drama, man. Not the not the volleyball. Four 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 four. All fours. Um, goodness gracious. Uh. All right, well, let's start with Arch. Uh, when when Joe was asking last week about Arch, I just tried to say no a bunch of times so we didn't have to talk about it. Yep. Um, Arch isn't going anywhere. If Quinn comes back, he'll back him up next year. It'll be fine. I mean, it's, there's not – it's fine. There's not – this is the – they have, again, they, they – you know, they – I think the the reality of it is they want – they wanted Steve Sarkeesian to coach Arch Manning. And, you know, you've seen – you've probably seen the quote from Archie that was like, you know, Eli redshirted and then was the backup in sophomore year and then started after that and was great. I think the, the, the hardest thing to put into perspective is that it's for the Manning family, probably only, maybe there are a couple more that are like this. It's not about the money. It's not about the playing time. It's about the development because they know his career in the NFL is in the end, what is going to, you know, lead him to bigger things or whatever. And that's where it's all going to, where he's going to wind up and, who knows if he ends up being as good as Peyton and Eli and whatever, but the development that he can he can get now and next year is critical. On top of that, Quinn, Quinn Ewers hasn't shown he can play a full year, so Arch is probably going to get some playing time next year, whether that's as the starter or as a, coming in as the backup or whatever it is. But in the end, Arch Manning's going nowhere. No matter how many times people keep saying, oh, he's going to portal or, oh, he's going to – it's not happening – He's happy being, you know, with what's going to take place in terms of his development. Now, maybe Arch wants to – I'm sure Arch wants to play. Don't get me wrong. Every every kid wants to play football. But from from everything that I understand and from where all this is headed, uh, number the, the second part of this that I'll touch on briefly and we can get into Texas football. Texas goes into the SEC next year. If you are a realistic Texas fan, would you rather have Quinn Ewers as the third-year quarterback going into game number two at Michigan than Georgia and Florida and whoever else they play? Or would you want a redshirt freshman that's never played a down of football in college taking on that role? 
I think if you're a Texas fan, you've got to be pretty excited Quinn's coming back. And well, especially considering what all you lose in, in Xavier Worthy and Adonai Mitchell and uh, Christian Jones and Jonathan Brooks and all this, all this the, the guys that are either going to be gone or recovering from injury, you need a steady, steady influence back there. So it's not the worst thing in the world if Quinn Ewers comes back and starts next year. Okay, well, let me ask you this then about Quinn, because uh, it is a deep quarterback draft in the NFL this year. There's a lot of good quarterbacks that are coming out that will be in the draft. I'm assuming that's got to be part of his reason. The other part, uh, because he's, he's, yeah, ranked, cool. he's ranked pretty high when it comes to, to quarterbacks in the NFL draft. Uh, is, is that part of the reason, or is he just making too much money at Texas? I mean, I think both of those things play a part of it. I, I, I truly do. I think that if you go down uh, the list of reasons to stay in college, I think for all of us, we'd have different reasons than some of, some of, this, some of these quarterbacks. <laughs> but if you like, okay, as an example, you look at Mel Kuyper's big board. There are seven quarterbacks ahead of Quinn Ewers on his big board right now. Now, again, all that can change when you go into an offseason and you do your private workouts and, and blah, 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 blah. But for right now, Quinn Ewers, let's say, is the eighth best quarterback in this draft. Well, when's, that, when's he going to be drafted? Third round, fourth round? Fifth, like, you don't know. If you come back and you prove yourself again next year, and, and again, I think Quinn, Quinn is a good quarterback. He can take a lot of steps forward, but I still think he's a good quarterback. Uh, if you come back next year, now all of a sudden, you could be the first round, first overall number one pick taken. Um, so I do think that plays a role. I also think NIL money plays a role for a lot of these guys. I don't know how much it is with Quinn, considering how much he's already made in NIL money. I, you never know for sure. But NIL certainly plays a role in why guys are more comfortable staying in college because they know I don't need to necessarily leave. I can stay here and make NIL money and be secured for next year and then make my move into uh, into the NFL. When you think about – Quinn at the next level is he better than Sam as a as a pro prospect? I mean, where where would you? Yes, I think that's fair right now. Or does he need that one more year of college football to really develop? Because, like you said, we haven't seen him last a full year yet. And there are times I watch him, I think, yeah, he'll he'll be an NFL quarterback. And then there's times I'm like, yeah, he's he's not an NFL quarterback. And there are times you watch Dak Prescott and you think he's an NFL quarterback. And there are times you're like, God, he's just not a quarterback. You know, like, I mean, you can go through this with a lot of guys, right? I mean, there's, yeah, I, I think, I think number one with Quinn is you, you see the arm strength. Um, he, he can make some of those throws that are, that are tough to make. Um, where he is in his process, I think in some ways is in the eye of the beholder. I think it's also tough knowing that he's been injured for a couple of weeks and then he comes back. Um, but again, like last week he was what, I think 20, if I'm not confusing numbers with somebody else, I think he was 22 of 33 for 315 yards or something in that range with a, with a touchdown and a pick. Um, his first ball was severely, first deep ball was severely underthrown. And then they went back to it two plays later and he put it right on the mark for Xavier Worthy. So I think to your point, you see it, you see it where you go, yes, that's an NFL quarterback. But then you also have to take a step back sometimes and go, he's got work to do. <laughs> so um, I, personally, I think there's work to do. But I also think, and, and this will go to, to a bigger point that I'm going to make here in a minute when we start talking about the, where Texas is. For Quinn, 
let's just say that let's say they win in Ames, whatever. If he lights up Texas Tech and then lights up Oklahoma State and then lights up whoever in the Cotton Bowl or the playoff game or whatever, all of a sudden his stock goes through the roof. And you're looking at a much different deal. And then he goes into a private workout and they're like, damn, that arm strength's different. That's that's where it starts taking those steps to he's not the eighth best quarterback in this draft. He's the third best quarterback. He's the fourth best quarterback. And then maybe that's where you change your mind and say it's time for him to go pro. All right, fair enough. But Texas has a, a scary game this week at Iowa State. Scary. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they've had a hard time <laughs> in Ames, have they not? I mean, they really have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, well, yeah. And it, such a hard time, Bob, that some offensive lineman's talking trash. Listen to this. This is going to be one heck of a farewell present. You know, I think especially they're going to come in here on senior night in the dark. You know, I don't think they really know what is going to be coming for them. I think they'll have to come out and figure it out. But I think just uh, the cycling community names, you know, when it comes to night games, especially against Texas, you know, they've only, they've, what we beat them for out of the last five times they've been here. So they don't have a good record here. Uh, We have a very distasteful in our mouth for them. You know, we actually want to send them off the SEC with a, with a, loss on our end but you know it's gonna be a good game tell us more about that distaste for that oh yeah it's just you know ever since i got here it was iowa and texas that was kind of the thing and uh you know the horns down all the time and whatnot but it's just you know that program much like oklahoma you know they get all the big five-star recruits they have all the nicest stuff in the world and they just they just think they're uh you know they don't stink (laughs) terms, but uh you know they're just humans and that's how I see them. You know, they're just people that have such a high ego that needs to be checked. Yeah. Yeah. Gerard Hufford, uh, who apparently thinks they're going to play the game without lights. So it'll be in the dark. Are you scared, Bob? Terrified. Uh, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so scared that I'm not even going this week. We were going to go, and now I'm just like, I'm not going. Because, number one, like he said, they're going to play in the dark. Like, they're not even going to turn on the lights. Yeah. So how, how are you going to – I don't know how Texas is going to deal with that. Um, there were so many things that I, like, I, I, I've listened to that clip so many times this week, and I'm like, there's so many things I want to dissect. Number one, it's not four of five, it's three of four. Not that that's <laughs> math that is hard. Stuff, yes. Number one, math's hard. Number two, since he got there, I mean, Iowa and Texas. And like, when you think of college football rivalries, you think Iowa State, Iowa, and Iowa State, Texas. Always, like yes. The two that always pop up. Um, <laughs> how is Oklahoma not a bigger deal? They won like 47 straight Big 12 titles. Um, well, it just uh, the ego check thing I thought was kind of funny. Um, I, I kind of agreed with a lot of the stuff he said. You guys got to remember, uh, of course they, there's distaste for Texas. Of course they want to send them off. I mean, Jamie Pollard, their AD, made all kinds of comments about Texas last year. Like, yeah, they don't like Texas. That's fine. Brees Hall back in 2020, you might remember, said, Iowa State, Texas is a matchup of five-star culture against five-star players, and that's why we win this game. Um, so, I, you know – I get it. What I don't understand is an offensive lineman at Iowa State that is getting ready to face Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy saying anything. Like, say it after the game. Not that those two guys need any kind of motivation, but why even give them any motivation if they didn't already have any? Um, This whole thing is – I think it's great because I I think it's always – it's always fun to have this kind of stuff because we don't ever get it anymore because every program is so protective of their players. They don't want them to say anything that could be bulletin board material or whatever. Um, but just saying dumb stuff sometimes, you're like, why? 
What's the point of firing up this defensive They're line? Kids, Bob, they're the kids, Bob. They're kids. I know. Well, and I, I mean, and this Hufford kid, he actually grew up in Ohio. So he wasn't <laughs> right, good enough right. to play at one of the universities in Ohio. And he ends up in Iowa at Iowa State. Not, not even Bowling Green. <laughs> no. Not even Bowling Green. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, I think it's great when, when this stuff happens. Um, especially because it'll be fun to watch him Saturday night. Like, what if he plays great and he really does shut down Texas and they win the game? Like, then it's it, it's even more that that way. Um, I, I think the maybe the bigger part of this is just uh, the the Tavondre Sweat Byron Murphy. I mean, if if they aren't one two in defensive linemen, defensive tackles in this country, um, I know there's a kid from Illinois that's pretty good too. But but I those two guys are are off the charts good. Um, so I'm, I'm I, like I said, I think it'll be fun Saturday night to see that see the matchup. I, if I'm not mistaken, he's a left tackle, so he may not. Maybe he he said that knowing he's not going to have to face off those two guys all that often. But uh, in the end, I think it's it's just fun. It's fun college football banter, and and it is. It's a tough matchup. It's a tough place to play. The good news is, before the season started, I was like, goodness gracious, mid November in Ames, you don't want any part of that. It's it's the you know it could be four degrees, sideways snow. 50 mile an hour winds, whatever. It's supposed to be like 50 or 55 to kick off. Man. So I don't think that's not that's not really going to be as big a part of it. And I and I think it gets to a point. This was the point I was going to make earlier. We talk about the college football playoffs and where Texas is and all those kind of things. If Texas wins handily, and then wins handily against Texas Tech, and then wins handily against Oklahoma State, that's the that's the recency bias that the the college football playoff committee needs. Maybe. All these games that have been close, this, oh, TCU and Houston, and they gave up these leads and whatever, it won't matter. You guys remember what I, Ohio State did to Wisconsin in the 2015 uh, Big Ten title game, 59 nothing. Baylor and, I, and TCU were sitting there like, one of us is getting in the playoff. We know that. Ohio State jumped both of them, won the national title. Um, I, I think this is a similar situation in that Texas is trying to fend off this whole idea that Alabama could jump them even though they beat them, this whole idea that Oregon's resume and who Oregon ends up beating in the end is going to end up being a better resume. All this stuff usually ends up working itself out, but if Texas really wants to, to make sure they're ahead of both those teams these last three weeks, they need they certainly need to win, but they need to win in some ways with a little bit of stop points, and that's not something they do. Well, I don't know. I mean, show a little killer instinct. Exactly. I mean, you know, a, a couple of weeks uh, – you you thought it was going to be a, a pretty easy, handily, uh, thorough ass kicking thirty three thirty win over Kansas State. You nailed that one. Uh, you you <laughs> you got the win, but nowhere near right on the score because Texas for the first time didn't score in the thirties and holding off TCU twenty nine twenty six. So what is the Bob Baloo prediction for Saturday night? Texas Iowa State in Ames. Come on, Bob. Texas. 31, Iowa State 14. Woo! That's an ass whooping. 31 14. Yeah. 31 yeah. 14. I'm, uh, I'm of the belief, and I, and I have been for a while, I'm of the belief this Texas team is going to do something special this year. Um, and I think it starts, this three game stretch really starts it for them. And they, they finally kind of realize, like, we do need to play four quarters. We've heard it over and over. And you, you sometimes that happens with teams where if they hear something over and over, and like Dak Prescott hears over and over and over again, <laughs> then he comes out against somebody, throws eight touchdowns, he looks like the best quarterback in the NFL, you're like, oh, there it is, that's Dak Prescott. 
but Texas has shown both sides of that. They've shown that we, we can beat teams handily and we can blow leads, you know, 20-point leads against three of the last four teams. I think they're tired of hearing it. And I think this weekend we see a team that, that finally puts four quarters together. And, and 31 points against an Iowa State team in the dark has to impress the committee. <laughs> Absolutely. I would, I would personally think so. I would think <laughs> at some point you have to say they, they turned all the lights off in the stadium. They had glow sticks, and that's how they played the game. And Quinn, you were still through for 300 yards. Alabama so. can't do that, damn it. No. No, no, I can't do that. I totally agree. I know it. I don't get those guys all the all the bush light they want. That's right. There you go, Bob Ballou from Ki Television in Austin. Always appreciate it, man. We've got your prediction down thirty-one fourteen. We will uh, we'll dissect it and talk about how wrong it was next week. Good stuff, Bob Ballou uh, on the Buyers Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales. For San Antonio and beyond, online at buyersbarricades.com. How frustrated are you with these Spurs right now? Your calls next here on The Blitz.